In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious, and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gaspacho police. Oh, my God. What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Caitlin Bird. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and Politics and boy, gals, do we have some processing and laughing to do. But first, but first, I have a very important question for you. I was mm-hmm. thinking about this all night. I couldn't sleep since I heard any heard heard him pose this. Do you believe that babies are racist? Do I believe that? You know, this is one of the questions that has been on the mind of the age of, of the American <laughs> the hearts and minds. <laughs> Um, I do not believe that babies are racist, but I believe that parents who want to raise babies to not become racist should perhaps get some of the books like Anti-Racist Baby or other If you can, apparently it's sold out. Ted Cruz (laughs) made such a fuss. And if you don't know what we're talking about, oh, I would love to be in your mind. I would love it. But Ted Cruz this week, of course, asked Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson if she believed babies were racist. I guess some poor assistant or staff assistant or maybe an intern who thought, I'm going to go work for Congress. And what she ended up spending her day doing was switching out huge placards of racist or anti-racist babies while her while her boss just spat ire at this poor woman just trying to do a job interview, a fucking 50-hour job interview. I do love that he feels the need to, like, put the children's books behind him, like, in large form, because it does kind of underscore, like, this is an adult man screaming about a children's book um, that just tries to, like, address certain biases that come up in a young white person's life from when they're born in this country but whatever whatever (laughs) whatever man (laughs) so we of course have a few days of confirmation hearings to catch up on it's been it's been a lot have you been how much have you guys been tuning in respectively at least i feel like you've been you've been tuned in i watched a lot of day one Mm. not as much or i feel like i watched a lot of day one and then day two became very distasteful. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so I stopped watching as much. And then yesterday I could really only peek in. because. But yeah. luckily, one of the times I did peek in was for Cory Booker. And I felt mm-hmm. quite blessed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about you, Caitlin? How have you been consuming it? Um, I had dental work on both days. So I had a way... <laughs> Oh, gosh, um, I'm jealous now. <laughs> you know what? Nothing's better than a little bit of, of mouth surgery instead yeah. of watching congressional hearings. Though I would imagine <laughs> probably the most analogous to what 
Judge Jackson was going through. Is it like worse, <laughs> yeah. than, worse than a root canal, an actual like metaphor? Yeah. 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 I mean, I was, but I obviously I was paying attention. Um, I did a live tweet of the evening of day one. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a long yes. thread of me just being like, what is happening? Um, day one was definitely the lighter day of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was not, I was not watching yesterday. So people were sharing the Cory Booker clip and I was like, I am not ready for this discussion. Like I'm still mad. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just like the secondhand thing. So this, that last night I actually sat down and I watched like big chunks of the hearing. And then I was like, well, I know Cory Booker has done what he needed to do. So that's going to be the last thing I watch. And so at 2 AM after oh, I gosh. watched Martha <laughs> Blackburn and I, I watched a ton of Republicans just be the absolute fucking worst. I went directly to Cory Booker's and I rounded up my evening with that. And, uh, you know, that was that was exactly what I needed at the end of a long day of rewatching footage. It looked like it was exactly what she needed to. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll get to it, but I saw a lot of people point out that like subtly what he did for her by giving that speech instead of asking her questions was like also just give her a second to fucking breathe. Totally. Like he used his 20 minutes to just make that speech so that she could actually like collect herself Mm -hmm. (laughs) at our, what was it, our 11, 12, um, day two of this. Like, so I just... Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about all of it, but I I think there was like a lot of layers to what Cory Booker did there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a pretty incredible period of time. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift, because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. So like I said, we've had a few days. Let's sort of debrief where we are. Personally, I would describe them kind of as whiplash, especially yesterday to go from some of these Republican senators being explicitly racist in their questioning of Judge Brown Jackson's qualification and also the ways others are invoking the culture war issues. But these are often followed by moments of extreme emotion and joy. Uh, The clip we just discussed last night on Wednesday night when Cory Booker spoke to the historic and personal nature of Brown Jackson's confirmation. We'll play a clip here for our listeners. And I want to tell you when I look at you, this is why I get emotional. I'm sorry, you're, you're, you're a person that is so much more than your race and gender. You're a Christian, you're a mom, you're, you're, you're an intellect, you love books. But for me, I'm sorry, I, I, it's hard for me not to look at you and not see my mom, not to see my, my cousins, one of them who had to come here and sit behind you. 
She had to be, she had to have your back. I see my ancestors and yours. Nobody's going to steal the joy of that woman in the street or the calls that I'm getting or the texts. Nobody's going to steal that joy. You have earned this spot. You are worthy. You are a great American. So as we said, definitely sort of the the highlight of yesterday. Um, I've seen, I've been, um, it seems like the Democrats have have taken a similar approach to just sort of like, and I hate to use this, it's terrible that they have to do this, but it almost seems like they're trying to humanize her after these Republicans try to frame her as like this ideologue, like weapon of the left. They're like, so you like knitting, right? <laughs> yeah, I also feel like the Democrats could have gone a lot harder defending her. Um, mm. I think we needed Cory Booker's energy yeah. Throughout. Why is that the only one? Why is that the only <laughs> yeah. viral clip defending Dahlia her? Lithwick wrote the, that oh. piece um, for Slate about how, yes. like, basically, Cory Booker was the only Democrat who actually stepped up and actively defended her. And by pointing out that what his Republican colleagues were doing was beyond the pale. Like, it's just... Yeah. For even for these white male men, it was beyond the pale. And it's just like, what are you doing that it is that that I have to come in and make a 20 minute speech about the worthiness of this woman to ascend to the highest court where you have put likely perjurers, mm-hmm. sexual fucking criminals, <laughs> multiple and cult members. <laughs> like why am i here doing this i and i'm i'm sure i'm I, every i've seen it all over but that graph that just shows like everyone yeah. on the supreme court like what they've done which aspects of like the law they've worked in and she's the only one who like has worked in every single <laughs> she's been a public defender she's been a judge she's been this she's been that she's clerk she's done like she's the only one who's actually done all of it and yet she's facing mm-hmm. lines of questioning that are not even about her, which exactly is, she had to even say at one point, like, you're not asking me questions about me. Lindsey Graham was asking her to comment on the Kavanaugh hearings. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I thought or I mean, other she's... justices or other other judges who had made it through. By the way, he was arguing about people who actually succeeded at the nomination process eventually they were let through there's no discussion like and and he's he was so invested about like janice rogers brown and like the, 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 there's just this massive amount of like well what about our uh, <laughs> it was almost like that moment where he was like what about our black people what about our brown mm-hmm. people when they're conservative you're all like this person's unqualified and then when we put up a white conservative you're like this person's unqualified but when we are racist to a black person that liberals like all of a sudden they're like you are racist it's like well it's interesting because because we we disagree about these people consistently based off of their actual qualifications and the way that they think about the law Whereas yours seems to be this person doesn't deserve to be here mm-hmm. based off of nebulous reasons. Yeah. Based off kind of fake stuff that you've made up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Weird questions about fucking Ted Cruz being like, could I identify as Asian? Like, what is this? Crazy. 
crazy. What is this? And even even Ted Cruz. Okay, we're, I'm going to use Ted Cruz as sort of like our our matrix to understand. <laughs> he's because kind he's, of the nexus. He's, of he's hitting everything because some of them are ha- clear. Like Josh Hawley is all over the child sex abuse images, all over it. That's his number one beat. That's his job. Martha, mm-hmm. Marsha is it? Oh, is it Marsha or Martha Blackburn? Marsha, 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 Marsha Blackburn. Marcia Sorry, Blackburn. yes, I've actually seen her in person, and she's even dumber up close. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So Ted Cruz is at the center of all of this. This is his job is to sort of touch in on everything. So let's hone in on one of the particular exchanges with him. Near the end of his 20-minute question yesterday, Senator Ted Cruz repeatedly asked Brown Jackson to explain her sentencing of child pornography offenders. They've gone over this so many times, day after day. Nobody who does not go into handling this issue for a living should have to talk about child sex abuse this much. Like, I can't help thinking that, like, if there's anything that survivors of child sex abuse images don't need, it's to be re-traumatized and have their experiences manipulated on TV for four days straight. Crazy. Crazy. So she's already addressed this multiple times, explaining that she was on the Sentencing Commission, explaining that her job is, is to impose a penalty based on degrees. So he just kept shouting at her about this. Uh so many questions, but then he refused to let her answer any. He just kept shouting cherry-picked facts out of context at her. She repeated that crimes have degrees of severity, and she imposes the proper punishment based on those degrees. I don't know if Ted Cruz thinks that you should have the same prison sentence for one image on a piece of paper as you should for, you know, a thousand on a I, I don't know what he thinks. I suspect he probably has friends and supporters who do not want that, but she just had to explain <laughs> <laughs> that there is degrees. This is how the law Works and I thought she, I thought she's had perfect answers to everything. Like she, they've been asking her insane questions, and sometimes she's like, you know, I'm not saying that's a bad question. It's just not a question that has anything to do with me or this job. That is your job to handle. This has nothing to do with me. So she's repeated that a lot. But Ted Cruz has kept trolling and trying to break the rules. And Democrats and even some of his Republican colleagues are like kind of dunking on him about it to reporters. Vermont Senator Patrick Leahy said, I know the junior senator from Texas likes to get on television, but most of us have been here a long time and try to follow the rules. But even Republicans seemed annoyed with Cruz. Ben Sass told reporters, I think we should recognize that the jackassery we often see around here is partly because of people mugging for short-term camera opportunities. And of course, yesterday we saw um, photographers in the room confirm that Ted Cruz was periodically checking his Twitter mentions throughout the hearing. Yeah, that's of course. I mean, that's what he was like. And it's just so gross to do that during the confirmation hearing of the first black woman to go on the Supreme Court. But Ted Cruz is never going to miss an opportunity to get his ugly mug on TV. So no. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like camera. Mu- like he's he very obviously wants to feed into um, clips and the conservative ecosystem of news, which I really should feel like should not be dismissed that like this performance is not for us. It is not for yeah. normal people who may have maintained and continue to maintain critical thinking skills. <laughs> it is not for us. It is for the people who want to be told why she is evil. They're, they're, mm-hmm. They already know that they believe this. They just need a rationalization. Mm. And Ted Cruz is the stupid person's idea of a smart person who is going to vindicate the feelings that they have that this lady doesn't belong on the Supreme Court. And if Democrats like her so much, there must be something wrong with her. And maybe she does 
love pedophile. Like, I'm just trying to figure out where in here the, the point was supposed to be, but it's yeah. all QAnon, Pizzagate, mm-hmm. psychos who attack the United States Capitol energy. Yeah. People who still have, like, I identify as an attack helicopter in their, like, Twitter <laughs> bio. Like, that's, I mean, that's literally, he literally almost said that. He almost was like, what if I identified as an attack helicopter? Who's, who did that? Like, he almost did. Ted Cruz, being by being like, I'm his, I'm a Hispanic man, which again, we disavow him. <laughs> I speak, I will speak in my capacity as a Cuban American to say we disavow. He's Cuban Canadian. It's different. We disavow him. <laughs> we'll accept him. We'll accept him. He was it. like, I'm Hispanic. Can I identify as Asian? And it's like, it's those like trolly Republican things where it's like. No, and no one is saying that. And that's not what being trans is. And worse was the part where she just points out, obviously, that like standing is based off of injury. So no matter what, you have to argue. Then she was like, I would only take the arguments that are presented to me. And if you presented a stupid fucking argument, like for half an hour, I was an Asian man while I was trying <laughs> to get into Harvard. I think I would probably dismiss that out of hand because mm-hmm. obviously you are not. And in fact, you can't just pick up these things and turn, like, wear them like a cloak. That's not what we're talking about when we talk about gender at all or identity at all. It's about the sum of these lived experiences, which she would know as a black woman, because you can't turn off your race and gender as a black woman in this country. It's so crazy. They're combining like the anti-trans stuff with the affirmative action stuff in that way. It's just like mm-hmm. Russian dolls of fucking yes. culture war nonsense it's mad lib Full yeah mad lib energy today's episode of american fever dream is brought to you by newly have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff i have a solution for you it's newly newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. We heard a couple more from Marsha Martha Blackburn. She asked the judge to define woman, which was definitely just, uh, you know, to a wink at, at the turfs. Senator Texas... Senator Texas Senator John Senator Cornyn. Texas. <laughs> John Cornyn, the senior uh, senator from Texas, he questioned if the court's marriage equality decision was the right call because of how it 
says because of how it says it infringes on religion. She reminded him that this is how rights work. Uh, other people's religious op- opinions do not get to determine your rights. He was suggesting that like it is an affront to all religious people that same that people of the same gender get married. Yeah. Um. As just for under the Marsha Blackburn thing, this like just this just happened because uh, you know how like British women are like a couple months ahead of us in turfism. Like, yeah. they, well, they have they have their they, like, grandma. Well, they have JK, JK Rowling, to like lead yeah. them, so yeah. <laughs> they have like a defined leader. Yeah. But th- I think something like this happened in British Parliament, where like someone in Labour was asked to define a woman I think and that, didn't. That's ringing a bell. And that's then all the turfs. That was why JK Rowling was her latest pop off. That's ringing was about a bell. This exact this. So I think that Marsha is, yeah, she's playing the turf game. She saw that. She, I guess she follows Joanne. She was like, no, that's actually, re- that's good. That's a good line of question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. And also, yeah. like, both people are just, like, reluctant because, like, I'm not a biologist. Like, these are not questions for me. <laughs> right. So it's one thing, and she points out, one of the things that I, I really loved about watching Judge Jackson over these days of testimony was how often she recognized the obvious trap that they were laying out for her and instead flipped the premise of it, which is like, my job is to interpret facts. If someone brings a set of information to me and says, this is how we are defining woman, then I have to make a determination on the basis of this definition. Mm -hmm. But I can't just go around pronouncing things. That's not how any of this works. And if any of your nominees were out here saying this is the actual definition of a woman, and then a cisgendered woman were to come into court and not meet that definition, which is impossible, by the way, because there is no definition of woman that could encompass all cisgendered women. And that's why the Mm -hmm. definition is so big that we know that all the people who identify as women are under that definition. It's impossible for it not to be the case. It's, It's just, you can't even round up all cisgendered women in a concept. So the, the fact that you can't even do that and she's going to be asked there to define this thing that mm-hmm. have we even defined? Is that a thing yeah. that we can safely yeah. define? It'd be a, Also, a, intersex people exist. Uh, Jamie right. Lee Curtis would be knocked out mm-hmm. of this like, definition of woman. Just <laughs> yeah. be clear. Intersex, uh, intersex right. people exist. <laughs> when I saw it, I mean, this is very serious and terrible and transphobic, but when she said it, the first thing I thought of was Billy on the street when he's like, for a dollar, name a woman. <laughs> that, Amanda, that's the that exact energy, energy that th- they were bringing yeah. to this. It was, but it was for a dollar, like judge. conservative Billy on the street, like running up to her and just being like, yeah, name someone. <laughs> our baby's racist for a dollar. Yeah, for a dollar, our baby's racist. <laughs> oh, shit, I think. <laughs> Did we just create content in real time again, Elise? Again. I think we might have. I think we might have. This week, I mean, as we're talking, uh, and we're going to also talk about Mike Brown, who or Braun, who said that interracial marriage shouldn't be a thing. I mean, you pointed this out at the beginning of the show, Caitlin, and I need to, like, watch this closer. Is like, what they're doing is so beyond the pale, like, we're just so used to them having no standards and going so far that it's like sometimes hard to properly clock and process for people like how outrageous and still unprecedented and like sick this behavior is. Like this, what we're seeing in this hearing like exceeds the level of like ire that we've even seen from them before. Yeah, it's it's so, it's 
interesting because if you want to talk about shifting the Overton window, one of the things that the Republicans have done is normalize the completely abhorrent behavior and standards that they have. There's no question. Like people don't even don't even clock now that it's blatantly hypocritical. I mean, they're like Lindsey Graham's out here being like, we're going to treat you better than they treated Brett Kavanaugh. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> and it's like, you're here worrying about Brett Kavanaugh when he was credibly accused of sexual assault. Yeah. And he is still on the court. He made it. He had to have one bad day where he cried and was sad. And now he's a Supreme Court justice. So. I also think that like, and, and maybe what I'm saying is like a little out of pocket here because I will say I do not know that much about the governor of Utah's like political beliefs. Not all Republican governors are the same, but it's like when you're, he has come out this week and he wrote a letter just being like trans kids are killing themselves at very high rates. We should not be passing laws about them in sports. So it's like if you disagree with the governor of Utah, I think you but you might as well. You should check yourself. You should check yourself. Like the stuff coming out of these national politicians. I mean, I guess I mean it's sort of becoming. They're, they've sort of been modeling what the local politicians are doing. So I was very surprised to see that from the Utah governor this week. Yeah, I was happy he vetoed um, their like bill to keep trans kids out of sports. And in his quote about it was like. One of the most reasonable things mm -hmm. I've heard a Republican governor say in a long time, which is that he he was like, I don't really understand the science behind this, but when legislating, I try to err on the side of kindness. And I was like, yeah, great. Cool. Yeah. And I don't know if his approach to why he opposed the law was necessarily uh, the same one that we necessarily would because he he invoked numbers. He was like, I don't understand why you're doing this. We're talking about four kids in the school system, one of whom plays sports, and you're going to, you know, spew this hatred at all kids because of it. Um, but that was definitely like a a rare, like sort of bright spot among a lot of Republicans doing some crazy, crazy things here. We'll get to Mike Brown in a second, but to wrap up confirmation stuff, we talked about what Republicans are doing here. They're putting on a show for their base. They're winking at QAnon, like it's almost like worse if you don't know about the QAnon stuff, because if you do, you know exactly what they're doing. If you do not know the frameworks that they're playing into, you're like, wait, why do they keep saying this? This must be serious. Why do they keep bringing this up about her? But like I said, she's been able to sort of dispel it pretty well and, and break it down. I want to return to what the Democrats' approach seems to be. We've It seems like we have a little bit of disappointment with uh, their approach. And like I said, like I made a joke at the beginning. It's like, it's nice to see Maisie Hirono did have a really incredible day, I think the first day. Um, but they their approach seems to be like, let's show people this is a nice lady who is just like you and is not a scary, a scary liberal. But it sounds like we want to see more energy, more, more offense. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Democrats should, like Republicans take all the time that they can to make their case for why like conservative jurisprudence is correct. And I feel like like Democrats don't take any time to make the case for why it's not and mm -hmm. why a more liberal justice is like a better person. Like, I just feel like, yeah, they leaned on just trying to say, but she's nice, which mm -hmm. is yeah, she's she seems very nice. Um, <laughs> she, she's very qualified. She's very nice. Yeah. But I also want to see like 
the argument for why we should be putting people on the court as opposed to these other fucking crazies. Yeah, and one of the things that I saw a lot of was, um, you know, Democrats are constantly in defensive mode. They're they're constantly like, okay, we're gonna def- we're gonna say that she's not what Republicans are saying. And it's like you need uh, yeah. affirmative arguments about the nature of this person, about the nature of her judgment. A lot of what she was saying, you know, um, I listen occasionally to Republicans on Twitter because I need to know what they're saying. And a huge chunk of like the NRO crowd, the last of that, um, was like, oh, she sounds like an originalist. She's getting all these Democrats to agree with originalist arguments. And I was like, she's not, though, because one of the key aspects of originalism is only the founders have the right perspective, which nullifies everyone else. She says Mm -hmm. that things flow from their interpretation but that's true for every statute that is written. So the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th Amendments should also be framed based off of how the in- original intent of those authors imagined yeah. the Constitution after we had a civil war that killed mm-hmm. 600,000 people. Feels like you can't just ignore that and go back to 1789. And she kept talking about how there's her view of precedent also relies on how many people rely on it? How many people uh, need it? How many people have been using it? How long people have relied on this interpretation of the mm-hmm. law and how that has shaped people's lives? And that is, frankly, a huge departure that we need to emphasize as Democrats about how we think law should work. And she laid out a great argument for it that like, yeah, actually balls and strikes that calling it as you see it thing and keeping it to an individual case, that can also work for protecting people. It doesn't have to be that you have to agree with revanchist psychos all the time. So today is mostly, I think today the fourth day is statements from from other people, from experts, expert testimony. And then the Senate Judiciary Committee is poised to vote on her Supreme Court nomination on Monday, April 4th. And then I guess after the committee, I'm not sure when it goes to the full Senate. I can't understand why some Republicans who have supported her before won't now, especially. I mean, Lindsey Graham obviously won't. Uh, It doesn't seem like Ben Sass is interested in that. In a 50-50 Senate, Vice President Kamala Harris would be the tiebreaker to put Jackson on the high court. This has not happened before. This vote has not been needed. So I don't know if we'll get to that. If that will, that seems likely to me. And that will be quite symbolic because that will be the first black woman vice president casting the deciding vote to put the first black woman on the Supreme Court which will be quite a moment. Yeah, it's like, it is nice to get a symbolic moment, but it's also really fucking sad that none of these- What if Lindsey Graham just wants to take that away? So he's like, I'll vote for. (laughs) I mean, Lindsey Graham, the dance that he's been doing is unbelievable. Uh, like, like he has been doing backflips. All of this performance has been to justify him changing his vote. Mm-hmm. because he knows that he voted for her and has said nice things about her in the past. So now he has to, like, pretend that he has really serious reservations about it's, her yeah. and get all pissed off and storm out and be yelling. And That was about the public... De- it's like he just learned he was a public defender. Like, he, she was a public defender. Like, he didn't know that before. Because that exchange, like, she just... She had to remind a lot of these senators what public defenders do. Public defenders do not choose their clients. Public defenders exist because... John Adams, Boston who are- Massacre. 
Are we forgetting Sir. Paul Giamatti's performance? <laughs> I think we're forgetting. <laughs> are we forgetting our history? <laughs> we have forgotten. We have John forgotten. Adams- I mean, I think that's their job is to make us forget history. That's their goal. I mean, yeah, it literally is. But like, that's the whole. He defended the Boston massacre shooters because everyone in our country has a right to be defended, even if they're bad. And yeah. all of those senators know that. But I think that uh, Susan Susan Collins is probably going to come through. I just don't yeah. see why she wouldn't. It helps with exactly. her bona fides. She's said positive things. So I think we actually skipped that 50-50 Senate situation because she's not up anytime soon. And I mean... I, w- I would say that almost all of the I take things case by case language was it was deliberate and it's how she functions as a judge, Judge Jackson. But it also was clearly talking to Susan Collins being like, gay, I do exactly what you say you care about. I do exactly what you b- say you believe yeah. in. I literally am the exact person that you have talked about this entire time. If you don't vote for this, then you really do expose that you are complete right. trash. And there's no reason to ever negotiate with you again because you can't be brought in in good faith. Yeah. And part yeah. of her cachet among her supporters and Murkowski is that they do – they say that they do – they are not like do whatever the party wants and that they take things as they are. Why do, why do you think mm-hmm. Collins over Murkowski? Murkowski's up next cycle. Mm-hmm. Got it. That's true. So she is in a more vulnerable position, and I see it becoming an attack line that she voted with the Democrats. And I yeah. think, isn't she already running as an independent after um, she had a write-in campaign? So I don't know if she's coming back to the mm-hmm. R line or if um, she's up, she has a primary. But it might, Yeah, it might, she might do the thing again, which she did originally, which is that she ran as a Republican and lost. And so then she ran as an independent. So I know that she does have like a a primary challenge, so maybe she could take that route. Again, I mean, she got all those people to spell her last name. That was impressive. Yeah. Pretty good. That's pretty true. Good. She did get all those people to spell Murkowski. Yep. So just because a dumb Republican senator isn't on the Judiciary Committee doesn't mean they'll stop saying mind-blowingly aggressive things about the Supreme Court. This is another one of those things that is just like, holy fucking shit, this happened? Mm-hmm. This man says this? Jesus. A senator from Indiana was talking to local reporters about states' rights, Mike Brown. A reporter asked that if Brown believes rights around things such as abortion that had, bes- that had been decided by the Supreme Court should go back to being decided by the states, if rights around interracial marriage should as well. Let's listen to his response here. When it comes to issues, you can't have it both ways. Uh, when you uh, want that diversity to shine within our federal system, uh, there are going to be uh, rules and uh, proceedings, they're going to be out of sync with maybe what other states would do. So mind-blowing, crazy. A reminder here that in Loving versus Virginia, the Supreme Court unanimously held that race-based marriage prohibitions blatantly violated the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment, which is like a different way to preserve it. That's different than what Roe is, is based on anyway. So after this went viral, he tried to walk back the comments. He said he didn't understand the question. And then (laughs) in a a different interview, he said he wasn't paying attention. I don't know which is worse. No, I wasn't paying attention. I just accidentally said that interracial marriage should be, uh, like, illegal. That's something I casually threw out. (laughs) You know, I I regularly forget that 
loving the Virginia is the law of the land. And, you know, like, I'm always just like talking about the Supreme Court and then being like, yeah, if you don't believe this, you're kind of a hypocrite. And then and then going on to say, like, oh, we should just keep people of different ethnicities from marrying each other. Like there's a state investment in that. And that's equal protection of the laws. Okay. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, it seems like when he said first he was like, um, I didn't understand the question. And then some people that were there were like, no, the question was very, very clear. Like it was a conversation. And then he said, okay, well, actually, I just wasn't paying attention. But, you know, you heard his quote. He said, he said, if you're not wanting the Supreme Court to weigh in on issues like that, you're you're not going to be able to have your cake and eat it, too. I think that's hypocritical. So what is he saying? You can't have your you can't have abortion rights while also allowing you can't ban abortion without while also allowing interracial marriage is what he's saying. Yeah, to be he's saying. basically saying, like, I don't believe that you should infringe on the rights of, like, that states should be able to decide whatever the hell they want if it's to not, if it's like anti woman, if it's racist. Like, mm-hmm. he's kind of like basically saying that we shouldn't have like a federal government. Whatever your zip code is should determine every single fucking right you have, according to yeah, these people. Mm-hmm. I actually think like, I mean, props to him for the intellectual consistency. I have <laughs> to give very him credit generous. for that. At least he was like, no, nah, I actually think that if you're going to say this, you kind of got to go all the way. Be like, oh, but here's the line where because it would be very unpopular to say this and people would mm-hmm. think we're racist. No, 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 no. The line is right here until we're able to successfully tell people that we it's OK. So we've convinced the, a bulk of people that interracial marriage is bad. Then we'll undo loving. It's like, nah, we, we we know that if you just ignore the 14th Amendment, I mean, and by the way, let me talk about how much Republicans hate the 14th Amendment. May I never be hated by anyone as much as Republicans hate the 14th Amendment. Put it on a t-shirt. To the Constitution. Kaylin, you should put that on a t-shirt and sell it on your Patreon. I'll show you how. <laughs> that is epic. I, I just feel like... Like what he said and some of the lines of questioning like about gay marriage and stuff, like we need to really realize that Republicans are ready to roll back mm-hmm. everything. And they're coming for Roe. We already know that. Um, they might get Roe. They, and if they get Roe, they're coming for Ober- Obergefell next, which is gay marriage. Like mm-hmm. they're not going to, stop rolling stuff back once they have this conservative court they're gonna they're gonna take it all the way to the top we're gonna go from washing the gilded age to living in it again we're gonna repeal the 20th century no we're just all gonna move to colorado we're all gonna move to colorado this week the colorado i think it's like second chamber passed saying like we're gonna have abortion be safe here all the time and their governor jared polis he told us he told the betches up he shared our little graphic about it and he was like, I got my pen ready. So we have receipts. We have him on record saying he's yeah. going to sign that. So, But meanwhile, I mean, I, Idaho today or yesterday signed their six-week abortion ban. And Oklahoma signed one that's like even worse than the Texas one. It's the same bounty situation, but there's no six weeks. It's just there's, instant. Oh, it's just gone. Oklahoma? You just, yeah. You're just oh. not allowed to uh, terminate a pregnancy at all at for all. any reason. So I'm I'm really scared for all the women who have all the people who have ectopic pregnancies in Oklahoma because you just had a death sentence passed. 
and it's um, just, on everybody so, who can carry a pregnancy i am so sorry and everyone who can't frankly you're all gonna yeah you can get pregnant yeah and it's just sometimes this happens and people are like oh i gotta move out of florida or every you guys gotta move out of texas there are so many universities in these places like not everybody that lives in oklahoma is dying to live in oklahoma like it cannot work that way it cannot work that way they're obviously all – I mean, like you said, Elise, it seems like some of these states are pretty confident that Roe is going to go because they're getting ready. They're all getting ready oh, yeah. with their laws to just, like, hit the second – they're scheduled to hit, you know, like, July 1st as soon as we get that decision on Roe. But I guess we'll – will Katanji Brown-Jackson be on the court by then? So we'll get a we'll get a dissent? No. No. She – Oh, right, because they've already the been. court around September because yeah. Breyer actually has to leave the bench. But I am looking forward to the scathing – Dissent that Sonia Sotomayor writes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sonia will handle I'm it. I'm sure Elena Kagan will write her own dissent. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stephen Breyer might write it. Even his I own dissent. You might get three <laughs> separate dissents attacking it from like every angle yeah. as possible to attack this decision. Um, and Kataji Brown Jackson did talk about how uh, she believes the power of dissent and the lone dissent on Plessy v. Ferguson that would serve as the basis mm-hmm. for. Thurgood Marshall and the um, NAACP Legal Defense Fund's effort to argue Brown. So that that mm. dissents are important. Let's just hope that they're important sooner rather than later, right? Like it's yeah. not it's not spent decades. Yeah, there was a lot of time <laughs> between Plessy and Brown. <laughs> I love too much. Trent K. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like let's let go for ten years here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Squish it down a little bit. Squish it down. Squish it down. (laughs) Good stuff, gals. Good stuff. That is our show. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Caitlin Bird. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at betches.com. Betches.